Last night, the Mariners lost in a fashion we've seen far too often to start the year. Let's talk about it here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Tuesday, April 18th, 2023. This is Tiny Gonzalez and Colby Patton for the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your baseball franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube or subscribe and leave a five star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear and if you listen to us every single day say what's up in the comments i want to see all of our everydayers going strong even after a tough mariners loss and if you want to hear from us even more please consider signing up for our patreon by scanning the qr code right above my head the link as well as our social accounts it's also in the description of this episode and on today's episode we'll take a look back at the mariners seven to three loss to the brewers last night talk some chris flexen talk more about the mariners horrid d8 situation julio looking a bit better at the plate and we'll wrap things up with a look at tonight's matchup between logan gilbert and colin ray first pitch is at 6 40 tonight and you can catch all the action on the mariners hometown broadcast with sirius xm on the sxm app so as i said seven to three the final score last night at t-mobile park brewers take the first game of this three game set Chris Flexen struggled a little bit. Once again, Mariners made some costly mistakes. Let's start there. Let's start with the one that really sticks in my mind. That was Eugenio Suarez getting picked off um, with Jared Kelnick up to bat, a chance for the Mariners to at least tie the game, maybe even potentially take the lead. Kelnick's obviously been the Mariners' best hitter uh, so far. Uh, at least through the last week or so. And Corbin Burns game in the pitch clock a little bit, waited into the last second, turned around, caught Geno slipping, and that ends the inning. And that really, I think, for me, killed the Mariners' threat of winning this game ultimately. So let's start there. What, are you, what were your thoughts on that play and just the Mariners' performance overall last night? I knew exactly what Burns was doing once the clock got to about six and he wasn't budging. I was like, okay, he still has a pickoff left. He's going to let this thing get down to one, see if he can get Gino thinking he's going to, you know, time it up perfectly and, and pick him off. And Gino fell for it, which is unacceptable. And the level of Mariner fans who are just like, oh, well, you know, that's a mistake. It'll happen. What if Colton Wong had made that mistake? Would you have had the same reaction? No, but Gino gets a pass because he's Gino and he's awesome. And he is. That's un- that's inexcusable. It's unacceptable. It's not okay. It's not, it's not a, a physical mistake. It's not a throwing error. That is a mental mistake from a veteran on your ball club against the ace pitcher of a really good team who you finally have a shot to scratch a run or two across in that moment with your best guy at the plate and you gave them an out. They didn't earn that out. You gave it to them. It's a, it's a catastrophic mistake. And of course the Brewers score another run and then, you know, the, the bullpen just really can't, can't keep them down for too long. And, and you just, you just sacrifice your entire shot of winning that game. Why to get a uh, one step closer to home plate on a three two count? Yeah, the cardinal rule of base running three two count, two outs. You know, you're going, everybody in the ballpark knows you're going. It's not a steal attempt, 
you have to make sure the pitcher is going to home plate. Yep. And that means you stand there and you get a half a second or two or a full second late of a jump because you're making sure the pitcher is going to home. That's part of the trade-off. You cannot get picked off in that situation. You have to force Corbin Burns to throw a strike or throw. You have to force Corbin Burns to get Jared Kelnick out. Not you. You did your job. You got on base. You have to you have to force him to get Kelnick out. And Kelnick right now is the hardest out in the Mariners lineup. And you didn't force him to do it. You let him off the hook. And when you're going up against aces like Corbin Burns is, and you have an opportunity, you probably only get one per game. You cannot make that mistake. So it's 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 not okay. It's not like, oh, you know, accidents happen. Sure, they do. But accidents have to have consequences. I don't think Gino should have been back in that game. And I know that's not Scott's way. Scott doesn't do that. He he doesn't hang guys out to dry. That's not hanging guys out to dry. That's holding a player, a veteran, accountable for a boneheaded mistake that he should know better by now. He should know not to make that mistake. It's unacceptable, and it's it's kind of you know been uh, a running theme in a lot of these ugly Mariner losses. It's not that they just get hit around the ballpark. It's not that they can't score runs. It's that they make stupid, idiotic decisions on the bases, or they don't cover the right base on defense, or or that you know they drop an easy pop up, or they you know an easy relay throw and they drop it. Like these are the things that the Mariner are causing the Mariners to have these kind of ugly losses. Not because they're not talented, not because they're not hitting. It's these little things, and they're starting mm. to stack up, and they're really annoying. Um, hopefully, Gino learns from it. There should be, I'm not saying you should bench Gino for a week, uh, but he didn't. Clearly, need to Jake Lamb there. should get more at bats than, G- than sure. Gino. Sure, yeah, this that point. joke yeah. Ne- that joke never gets old. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I just to me, he shouldn't have been out there. Put Caballero out there. Caballero's not going to make that mistake. He's not going to get on base, but he's not going to make that mistake. And then Gino followed it up with some really good at bats to end the game. So. At least he made up for it, right? Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it's just, it's getting really annoying to see absent minded baseball, not bad baseball, absent minded, just lazy, sloppy baseball is the worst. And that's yeah. what that is. Yeah, it's very sloppy. Pretty much in every loss the Mariners have had, they've had a, a key blunder, whether it be on the base, uh, base pass or uh, defensively or both, right? There's been a lot of the times where it's been both questionable management decisions. Questionable management decisions. Just really overall, just the Mariners shooting themselves in the foot, beating themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously when you lose a baseball game, there's going to be some of that. There's going to be a little bit of that every single loss. But there's some pretty glaring mistakes that have happened over these nine losses that they've suffered to start this year. Uh, and it's and there's a good reason for them being eight and nine. And, you know, they've also been able to survive a couple of these mistakes as well and be able to win and overcome those, um, which, you know, you're going to have to do right. Things like this are going to happen. Uh, even veteran players like Eugenio Suarez are going to make blunders like this, but you got to learn from it. You can't do it again. Uh, and thankfully, this happened in a relatively meaningless game on a Monday in the middle of April instead of, you know, right. September or October. Still got to be held accountable for it. Absolutely. In my opinion. Absolutely. Uh, totally, and I, I think totally mentioning Gino that. in that situation sends a message uh, to the ball club that just, this is just enough is enough, guys. Yeah. And we, know, I, we know Scott is, is, you know, the ultimate dad energy. And like he's just, Gino knows that he messed up. Like I'm not saying that Gino doesn't know that he messed up. Of course, mm-hmm. Gino does. And I'm not saying you should punish him any further. It's not really punishment. It's just accountability. Gino, you yeah. messed up, my man. And 
we've done this enough this year that I got to put my foot down here. And I think if you're going to do it to a player, Gino's a pretty good player to do it to because he gets it. He understands he's not, you know, it's, he's not a young kid who doesn't understand why he's being picked on. Gino understands that he messed up. Yeah. So to me, holding him accountable is the least you can do. And, and, you know, perhaps he did privately. We don't know uh, what those conversations are, but it's unacceptable. It, it just flat out at the end of the day, it's unacceptable. I mean, on the flip side of that though, like with Gino, you know, knowing that he messed up is, shouldn't that be enough? Like he no. should know better. Like you should no. move, like, can't you just move on? Cause like, look, hindsight of how the rest of this game went and how the rest of this game went for Gino specifically is 2020. Oh, but at the time it was a three, one game and he gives you a better chance to win than Jose Caballero does. Like, doesn't the fact that he knows that he messed up, isn't that just good enough? Cause you know that no. he's going to be able to no. get better. Accountability. From that? No, be accountable. You screwed up and you're going up. I mean, but I think there's ways that you, you can don't be, know that you can be, you also don't know that Burns is going to get pulled for five and two thirds because of a chest injury. You have one shot against aces every time. One shot. If you're really lucky, you get two. Mm -hmm. That was their shot. They could have tied the game. They could have put more pressure. They could have gotten the pitch count up. Gino blew it. At the end of the day, Gino blew it. It's, now, is Gino the biggest reason they lost that game? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. But again, by the way, I, I don't want to sound like, like, oh, Scott has to take him out. Like To me, I would. I think there is something to accountability. But Scott's different. You know, like Scott... Scott does things his own way and uh, the results speak for themselves. So I'm not, I'm not jumping on Scott too hard here, but just like for me, I think yeah. he needs, I think he needs to find the bench after that. Like you have to send a message somehow, some way this is unacceptable. Like this level of sloppiness this many times this early in the season, not going to fly. To me, I just think there were, there was maybe a way to hold him accountable without having to bench him and without basically taking away any other chance that you had of coming back in that game. Because Gino gives you a way better chance of coming back in that game than Jose Caballero does. Well, he took away your best chance to win last night, so... I know, but there's still five more innings to play in that game. You got another, right. you know, couple of opportunities game for over. Gino to... Eh. All right. Game over. The game was over the minute Gino took that step towards third. Let's be honest about it. Game over. It, I mean, it, it, it did... It, it did really uh, take the heart out of, uh, of the shot you had to win that game, man. Come on. Well, the, 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 the issue too, right? I'm not sugarcoating it. I'm just, I'm saying realistically, he, he does apologies. give you a better chance. <laughs> I'm just saying that he does give you a better chance of trying yeah, to come does, back in that game does. than, than Caballero does. Sure. So maybe there's a different way of holding him accountable than just ripping him out of the game. But um, that said, you know, it, it was, I thought the game was over as soon as they gave up three runs in the second inning because you got That's Corbin true, Burns on the mound. Yeah. This is what this is one of the best That's pitchers true, in baseball. Yeah. And I was I was surprised that they actually, you know, they they were able to score three runs over the course of the night. That would have been good enough to make a comeback, but Chris Flexen wasn't able to hold it at three, and then the bullpen wasn't able to hold it at four either. So Let's talk about flexing. Let's talk about this bullpen in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your professional baseball franchise? Well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff, managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, managing difficult personalities, navigating your franchise through free agency, and all the 
the ups and downs of a season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline, or you can play on the go as you want and when you want. It's basically the Jerry DePoto simulator. So instead of saying chills, DePoto did it again. You can now say chills. I did it again. There we go. Download it now and Locked On Mariners listeners get a 100% free boost to the franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM, start your dynasty today. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen and a reminder that tonight's Game between the Brewers and the Mariners starts at 640, and you can catch all the action on the Mariners' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. And guess what, folks? People are hungry. They need meals, and we're trying to do our part to get those meals to them through Feeding America. That's our current fundraiser that we've had going on for the last few weeks. And we're about uh, a little over halfway to completion, actually a little little more than halfway uh, to completion of this fundraiser. And I haven't checked it today. So Colby, I don't know if you've checked it. Do you have a status report for us on how we're doing on that front? Uh, yeah, we are at, um, I thought I had it. Oh, there we go. Yeah, we are at uh, 59.05. Woo! Almost at yeah. 6K. Let's go. Yes, we had in the last few minutes a uh, $100 donation from Daniel. I'm not even going to try and pronounce your last name. And a handful of anonymous uh, donations. So, yeah, thank you, Daniel. Um, and uh, thank you to everybody who's donated so far. It's been an awesome ride. And, and obviously, we're going to cross 6K here, uh, you know, in the next 24 hours or so. And, and, it's going to be awesome because our original goal was 500. So, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, thank you so much to everyone that has donated so far. Uh, if you've already donated but want to continue supporting um, the cause, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. And if you have, ask a friend, ask uh, any you know anyone you know that might be a Mariners fan or just anyone that wants to help the cause to come subscribe to our channel because every subscription that we get between the start of this fundraiser and the end of this month, we are going to be donating. 10 cents, which is a meal, 10 cents for one meal or a dollar for 10 meals through Feeding America. It's pretty cool. And we've raised a lot of meals so far. And we want to continue raising as many meals as we possibly can before the end of this month. And if we get to 10K, uh, uh, $10,000 raised, I will be getting a tattoo. So look forward to that. We'll be doing some content with that and all that. All right. So Chris Flexen, not as bad as he was against the Cubs. Not as good as the Mariners needed him to be, though. What did you see out of him last night? It's about what you'd expect from Chris Flexen. Um, you know, five, six innings, three, four runs. That's pretty much who Chris Flexen is. Um, yeah, he threw the ball pretty well for a majority of the night. The second inning got away from him. Uh, let's stop the lazy, like, oh, that's kind of like what Robbie Ray does. Ha, 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 ha. No, no. That is stupid. No, stop it. No. <laughs> In my spray bottle. No. That's the dumbest thing you could possibly say. Um, uh, because Chris Flexen is nothing like Robbie Ray. And hey, remember all those people who were like, oh, Robbie Ray sucks. Chris Flexen should be in the rotation instead. 
feeling good about that, are you? Hmm, didn't mm-hmm. think so. Flexen was okay. He was okay. You know, he filled in at a replacement level, which is who he is. Uh, the Brewers were really aggressive last night, um, which could have been really nice for Flexen. You know, he could have, you know, gotten six, seven innings if he had been a little bit more um, better at pitching. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Like, yeah. That, he gave up a lot of hard contact. That's some good analysis here yeah. on the Lockdown Mariners well, podcast. He's not very good. Like, like, what do you want? Like, he's not very good. What's a yeah. pitch that Chris Flexen has that is an above average pitch in Major League Baseball right now? Well, and the thing is, too, he took uh, advantage of their aggressiveness at the plate in mm-hmm. the first inning, had a really clean first inning, very yeah. quick first inning. I think it was like only like nine pitches or something like that. Because the first that. Yeah. It was yeah. insane. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, okay, here we go. We're going to get mm-hmm. something that was closer to the Angels start than, uh, you know, the Cubs start. Very sure. low bar to clear, obviously. But yeah. 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 But, he did uh, clear it. So good for him. But, but then the second inning, no, they, they just, they, he caught a lot of play. Lot of I, don't, play. I don't know if you saw the screenshots of uh, game day of the pitch tracker. Uh, it was <laughs> just yeah. right down the pipe right down yeah. the pipe every single time and they took advantage uh rowdy Tellez sure had did. a little flare into left and then i forget who had the second hit and then luke voigt was able to drive in uh the first run there and uh, they just created too much congestion on the base pass for yeah. uh flex to overcome and he ends up giving three giving up three thankfully it wasn't more <laughs> uh yeah. there was a there was a pretty real chance that it was going to be more than that uh but uh yeah, just not a not a not a good night for Chris Flexen once again. I'll I'll say this though. Chris Flexen has in two of his three starts given you a chance, albeit a small one, to win mm-hmm. a game against Shohei Otani and Corbin Burns. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't been good. Uh certainly hasn't been great. But that's not nothing. He was really good in the Angels start. Yeah, he was very good. So yeah. you know, Flexen is who he is. Like I I, I think Anybody should look at a Chris Flexen start and and look at it and say, hey, if we win this game, that's a real bonus. Um, mm-hmm. Because he's just he's he's a number five starter, number six starter. Like for, he's a you know he's just a dude. He, he there's nothing yeah. special here. The the stuff is very ordinary. Command kind of fifty grade most nights. If it's yeah. a fifty five or a sixty, he might be able to go six, give you you know two runs and six and something like that. But the stuff just hasn't ticked up like maybe we were hoping it would after his first year. Um, he's just he's just a dude. That that's really all there is to it. Um, and I think to expect a lot more than what you've gotten so far, it's probably being way too optimistic. And and it's probably going to be a while that Flexen's going to be in this rotation. So he's got to find something that works. Uh, but I think if you're the Mariners and and you say hey you know every time Flexen goes out there or let's say 90% of the time Flexen goes out there, he's going to go five or six and give up three or four runs. I think you probably just have to take that. Um, And you know, the one other time out of the 10, he'll be the worst pitcher we've ever seen. So I I feel like you just kind of have to take that right now because it's not like you even have somebody in the minors. Who's like pushing Flexen out of this rotation right now. So you're kind of in between a rock and a hard place with Chris. Yeah, right now the expectation should be heading into every Chris Flexen start is that the bats are going to have to show up to the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You're going to have to score runs. You're going to have to mm-hmm. score five, six, seven runs in order to win that game most likely, especially because this bullpen is starting to figure things out, but there are a couple of pieces that are still in it right now that are a little bit shaky, like Diego Castillo, who had one of the worst scoreless innings you'll ever see last night. He's not good. It's it's bad. It's rough. I, I I've it's it's hard to see it getting better. Honestly, 
it it like it sucks and it, it feels like you kind of i don't know it just it it feels bad having to think about moving on from someone like diego castillo knowing what he has been in the past but he's just he's a different guy right now and he's just not competitive at the moment no gotta do what you gotta do so yeah yeah so I mean, I don't know. Like I said, may, the bullpen's in pretty good shape right now in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, available arms and whatnot. So maybe you can carry him for a little while longer, but he doesn't have 20 outings to figure this thing out. He's got like two or three at most. And, and you know, yeah. when you look at guys like Sacedo, who's who's throwing the ball really well in Tacoma, um, we know that the Mariners, um, you know, they, they're really good at finding these these reliever types. And, and we know they really like A.J. Puckett, who was a mm-hmm. minor league signing. He's already at AAA now. Uh, Juan Tain looks like he's back to what we thought he could be out of the bullpen. Like, there's just a lot of options. And, and Diego, by the way, there's a really strong chance if you DFA Diego, nobody picks him up, and you might actually be able to send him to AAA. Yeah, but Diego right now, you said it. You know, he's got a couple more innings maybe, if that. Right now, at least that's what I would think from the outside looking in. He's basically auditioning every night now for his Mariners career. Yeah. And so, uh, by the way, uh, Matt Festa, velocity starting to get back up for Festa. There we go. Uh, still some command issues, obviously, that he needs to work through, and that's the big thing. But, yeah, reports are right now that he's back to 92, 93, which is about where he's at normally instead of 90, 91. So we'll see. Yeah, you know, eventually I think they're going to get this bullpen figured out. Like I said yesterday, I think they're going to end up finding their their eight guys that they roll through uh, the season with uh, at some point here. But uh, right now is just kind of the filling out period. And it, right now it just doesn't seem like Diego Castillo is going to be long for this bullpen. Um, but you know, hopefully it turns it around because we have seen Diego at uh, close to his best. We haven't really seen the peak Diego Castillo that we saw in Tampa Bay, but we've seen a, a really good pitcher still there um so maybe he's still in there somewhere but he's got to find him pretty quick or else yep. he's he's going to find himself either in tacoma or somewhere else in major league baseball all right uh julio looked a little bit better last night not amazing still but a little bit better hopefully that's a sign of him turning the corner we're going to talk about that and preview tonight's game between the Mariners and the Brewers in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by So Rare. Our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 Major League Baseball teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards win or lose you still own your cards and there's no cost to play plus the more you win the more you advance collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next level competitions and rewards mlb game weeks happen twice weekly and span a three to four day cycle and at the end of game weeks, so rare mlb managers who rank at or near the top of their leaderboards win a variety of rewards which can include so rare scarcity cards game tickets merchandise signed jerseys and vip experience like meeting MLB stars. Prizes may vary depending on the competition. Head to SoRare.com slash locked on. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E dot com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash locked on to start playing today. 
And this is the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, we talked a lot about Julio Rodriguez yesterday during our mailbag episode. We were asked if we were seeing glimpses of a sophomore slump, if we're concerned about that happening. He's not looked particularly great at the plate the last seven to ten-ish days. But he did have a little bit of a better night last night. He had a home run in in basically garbage time uh, in the bottom of the eighth last night. Uh, What did you see out of Julio? Did you see some promising signs out of him last night? No, pretty sure he sucks now. Mm. <laughs> he uh, now he had another ball that he that he squared up pretty good into into the outfield. Um, unfortunately, like most of the balls that he squared up lately, they it was caught. Uh, so uh, the home run was certainly nice. It was to right field. Uh, I think it was off Matt Bush. If I'm not mistaken. Am I remembering that correctly? I, or I did, believe so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bush. You know, not a pushover. Not not a great pitcher or anything like that. It's not like it's Devin Williams, but whatever. <laughs> Um, it was to right center field. He certainly still has power, uh, to all fields. And so, yeah, he, he missed a few cookies again. Um, you know, but I, I think he did look a little bit more comfortable. It looked like he was really focusing on kind of staying within, uh, himself and, and, you know, just trusting his bat speed and, and trusting his, his strength and all that stuff and just letting that play. So, um, yeah, overall it's a pretty good night, uh, for Julio, uh, you know, at some point we know Julio's gonna gonna get hot. We know he's gonna catch fire and he's gonna carry the offense for a few weeks. Uh it's gonna happen. It just, you know, right now, I it's it's one game, it's one swing, right? So we don't know if that's gonna turn everything around for him. But sometimes with guys like Julio, that's all it takes. Just one good swing, one good at bat, and, and all of a sudden you, you kind of feel like you found yourself again, and then you go out there today against Colin Ray, maybe you, you know, you slap a double hit another ball hard, draw a walk, something like that. And, and all of a sudden you're feeling like you, you found your swing again. You're right back to where you need to be. And, and, you know, it, sometimes you, you get in these big spots or sometimes you, you kind of slump for a while and you think you can get it all back in one swing. And that's just not how baseball works. Right. It, it takes time as how long it took you to kind of crater your, your numbers. That's how long it's going to take you to climb out of it. Mm-hmm. And the only thing you can, can do, you can do is try and win the next at bat, the next pitch. So uh, I think Julio's, I, think, I don't think Julio's in a bad space, like in a bad head space, right? Like mm-hmm. right now, I think Colton Wong is in a pretty bad head space. Mm-hmm. He's really, really pushing to try and figure this out. And sometimes in baseball, that's that's the opposite, yeah. right? You grip the bat harder, it doesn't help. So yeah. you're, you're kind of, I don't think Julio's there. I, I think, like I said, Julio's slump is still him hitting like 250 right now, 240 um, with, you know, three home runs and four doubles, uh, 16 games or four stolen bases, you know, 17 games into the year. Mm. You, you can do the math on the pacing on that. Like, that's still a really good year. So uh, it's nice that Julio is slumping and he's still putting up numbers that, like, if the Mariners DH was putting up, we'd be like, oh, wow, that's really good. Good yeah. job, Mariners DHs. Yeah, speaking of that, oof, uh, this has been well documented on Twitter, but right now... Um, I'm already tired of it. I know, but it's it's a problem right now. The roster right now, as things currently stand, the let's, DH spot is a really let's be it's clear. A massive problem. No, no, no. Let's be clear. The Mariners aren't a DH short, though. The Mariners are a bat short. They're a bat short. It's just, well, yeah, it's, it's so it's happens that it's being... Problem. It's that the yeah. lineup's not long enough. It's just It just so happens that it's being reflected out of the DH spot right now. The, right. Yeah, and so, you know, I just to me... I was talking to someone on Twitter about this earlier today. If 
Tommy Lastella and, and Cooper Hummel and, and all all these guys that have filled the DH spot were the plan after all this. Why didn't you just sign, resign Carlos Santana? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why didn't you just do that? Uh, I, I know that they were... for him in June. Yeah, this which I, I honestly kind of feel like they might end up doing. Yeah, they, they, Santana makes a lot of sense right now. He's also off to a pretty decent start last time I checked. Is he? In, okay. in Pittsburgh. Cool. Yeah, yeah. He's Last time I checked, he had like a 121 WRC+. plus. I don't know if that's... Pittsburgh's if, off to a pretty good start, I think, too. Yeah, they've been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've been a lot of fun. And they've been doing most of this without O'Neill Cruz, too. Uh, but He's overrated, but okay. <laughs> but not to get sidetracked. Uh, he is, though. <laughs> Admit but night to not to get sidetracked. Holy. I mean, there's a lot of swing and miss in this game right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, 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 okay. yes. Okay. Anyway, I still like him though. He's a lot of fun. No, he's fun, but you know, like you do one fun thing every week, and everybody acts like he's Shohei Otani. By the way, can we talk about Shohei Otani struggling with his jacket and that being the lead story on Sports Center? Is that really the lead story on Sports Center? I mean, sure seemed like it. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, you 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 were doing what I said we should not do, and that's you you got me sidetracked. It's more fun than talking about the Mariners' uh, DH spot right now. Anyway, I I know that they were pretty in on Brandon Belt at some point, so I know that that wasn't actually the plan. And even before Belt, I, I I'm I assume that Belt wasn't even Plan A with the DH situation either, because the Mariners. I mean, their philosophy with this spot has been getting someone that can play in the field and you just rotate guys throughout that spot. So eventually, I'm, I assume it got to a point where they were like, okay, we'll look at first base slash DH types because there you go, Brandon Belt. And, you know, they had Carlos Santana last year. But this, I, I mean, this is a disaster right now. The, the guys that are filling out, you know, one of your spots in your lineup, doesn't matter that's the DH or whatever. It's a black hole. Cooper yeah. Amel is not a competitive major league hitter. Tommy Listella is not a competitive major league hitter. We've talked about this. We've gone over that. We're not going to beat, you know, a dead horse here. Uh, but really the key for me, I mean, the the last shoe to drop for me before I'm starting to hit the panic button a little bit and looking outside the organization for an upgrade, Taylor Trammell. And if Jamel isn't healthy or isn't a viable option once he gets healthy, you got to go add someone because this is this can't last. This can't last for for too long. It's still really early, but it's it's the what you're getting out of Hummel, Lestella, and even I mean right now, like right. the answer to me, just let AJ Pollock play every day. I've said this. Over and over again. And yeah, we've talked about how worried we are about him getting overexposed, but this is the position you've found yourself in. You, AJ Pollock gives you a way better chance. I feel way more confident in AJ Pollock and his track record than anything Cooper Hummel and Tommy LaStella could give me. Somebody's hasn't seen AJ Pollock's numbers this year. Don't oh, look up Tommy LaStella or Cooper Hummel's, but yeah, yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, no, Pollock, Pollock has not been very good either. And that's, that's the problem too. So again, you need to, this is going to end up with the Mariners having to look outside of the organization and add someone unless no, they, Taylor Trammell just pops off. They were probably going to do that anyways, but yeah. Yeah. I think you were hoping at the very least that those guys could get you to July, you know, the, the break, at yeah. least not being a black hole. And unfortunately they have, and, and obviously Listella gets hurt in spring training. And then all of a sudden, like that one thing you were trying to avoid the guy who can only play DH like Nelson Cruz or JD Martinez, You've got him. Just 
the one who can't hit. <laughs> so yeah, the so, guy yeah, that doesn't hit for power. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah so cool. It, it's kind of funny that you know they they wanted to avoid that, and that makes sense, right? You don't want a full time D like you can only DH. That's not the way most teams do that. That twenty seven teams don't have a full time DH. So yeah, that part's fine. But then you know you accidentally ended up getting the worst type of that guy because Lestella got hurt and now he's not hitting. So he can't play the field and he's and he's not hitting. So he kind of ended up with that anyway, just a, a bad version of it. So uh yeah, we'll see. Uh Trammell should be in the lineup here in the next few days in Tacoma, uh starting his rehab assignment. Same with Dylan Moore. Both of those guys could really help uh the Mariners right now. Uh, you know, assuming Dylan Moore ever gets healthy, which I'm still skeptical about, but yeah, we need to see him actually play and play consistently and you know, back not show yeah, yeah, not show any pain on back to backs, all that stuff so mm -hmm. a lot of questions still need to be answered on that front this bat uh, this bench though for the mariners is a mess right now sam Haggerty landed on the con seven day concussion il uh yesterday wasn't very was good anyways <laughs> he hasn't been yeah no he hasn't he hasn't yeah no uh it's just the the, the bench is it's bad it's bad it's a black hole. yeah it's really bad it's really bad right now and like you mentioned, you know, Colton Wong's also not giving you anything out of, uh, you know, offensively out of second base. Uh, you know, I'm willing to wait a bit longer on him because he has the track record, right? This mm -hmm. That's the difference between me getting impatient with Cooper Hummel and Tommy LaSella and then, you know, and then on the flip side of that, Colton Wong or me waiting on Colton Wong a little bit more because he has track record. Tommy LaSella has track record in 2019. But the last three years, he's been hurt and he's been bad when he has played, when he's been healthy. And so bad, but he just hasn't played a lot in San Francisco. Do you want to look at the numbers? He was pretty I mean, you bad. Look up last, you look up last year's numbers. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. I think he's still like a 90 WRC plus. Mm. If the Mariners had a 90 WRC plus I mean, the would... DH spot right now, nobody would be complaining. So. Mm. Okay, people complain all the time, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's but you know, way, Wong it, on the flip side though posted a hundred plus WRC pluses the last two years. Like I'm willing to wait on that guy to mm -hmm. hopefully figure it out. Plus, he's one of your bigger additions of the offseason. You kind of need him to figure things out. Plus, plus you there is a lot at second base on the on the yeah, market. Plus, you literally have no backup plan right now. Yeah, because Moore is out, Hackerty's out. Uh, so it's Caballero is your backup middle infield. He's your utility guy right now. Yeah. <clears throat> By the way, we'll probably see Caballero in tomorrow's game. Um, getting a start, I would think, against uh, Lauer, the lefty. Uh, I do wonder if maybe the Mariners just need to pick a guy and roll with him for a week consistently, whether it's Hummel or Listella. Like, it, it's tough to get into any kind of rhythm when you're getting one start every three or four days. You know, um, so if they're going to go that route, I would give those at-bats to Hummel. He carries a significantly higher upside. Mm -hmm. um, but we'll see what they decide to do. I imagine that they're going to stick to the status quo right now, um, which is less than ideal, but they also don't have a ton of other options. Uh, for me, it would be Mike Ford. I'd just call it Mike Ford and, and say, hey, you're the yeah. guy until Taylor's healthy. Yeah, call him Mike Ford. Call up Colin Moran. I don't really care. Mm -hmm. uh, Anybody who can grab a glove and throw without you know blowing their shoulder off yeah is an upgrade over tommy listella right well and now. even without the the elbow shoulder thing with listella like was he even going to be able to play the field with the two achilles injuries that he's coming off of either I think, like i think they, they were they were feeling good about that yeah defensively well, all right uh lastly 
Mariners Brewers tonight. Again, you can catch that on the Mariners hometown broadcast via Sirius XM on the SXM app at 640. What do you think? Logan Gilbert, Colin Ray. Gilbert, we've seen a really good start out of him, a really mediocre one, and then a really good start out of him again in Chicago. Do you think the trend continues or what's your confidence levels that Gilbert can give another, uh, can provide the Mariners with another quality start tonight against the Brewers? Pitching a no hitter tonight. All right. All right. Heard it here first. No hitter. Is that betting uh, advice? Six walks, but oh, no hits. Okay. So, no, I, I think Gilbert will be, I think he'll be pretty good. It's a right heavy, it's a right handed heavy lineup. Um, so the slider will be, you know, pretty big. Uh, weapon uh we'll see if winker's in it tonight he was not out he was out yesterday with a little bit of a an oblique or a shoulder or something like that clearly he's scared to compete colby sure he doesn't <laughs> want to get booed by the eleven thousand people <laughs> which who would boo jesse winker like yeah what didn't work out but like don't hate the guy i don't have any um, hard feelings towards him no <laughs> Uh, I think it's not a, it's not like you're giving him a standing O either. Just like, Oh yeah, Jesse. Okay, cool. Thanks man. Um, it, but, for me, uh, it's more just like, Oh, Hey, it's Jesse Winker. Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, I'd be like, Hey, Jesse Winker. Like if somebody was like, yeah, I'd be like, okay, yeah, cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, it's kind of the same reaction when Kendrys Morales would come into town. Like, uh, okay. My, my favorite thing though about Kendrys Morales, we're getting sidetracked again, but like, I love, I love when, you know, Jack Zarenzik tried to to resign him. He ends up going to Minnesota, and he's like, "All right, you know what? No, you're coming here anyway. I'm trading. <laughs> like, you are going to be a Seattle Mariner, whether you like remember it or how, not." Remember how bad he was for Minnesota? It's because yeah. they slapped the qualifying offer on him, and nobody wanted to give up a first round pick to sign him. And he was his. He got really bad advice from whoever his idiot agent was, and I was like, "I can get you more than that." No, no. And he couldn't. He didn't. He didn't sign until after the draft, and then like. One month in Minnesota, he was he was a Mariner again. So, um, no, I think, anyways, because we got to go. Uh, we do have Gilbert to go tonight. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's fair to expect you know six seven innings out of Logan tonight. You know, give up two or three runs, keep your team in the game. Uh, Ray's off to a pretty nice start, but he's certainly no juggernaut pitcher. The Mariners should be able to score a few runs, and you kind of have to. You really don't want to mess around with the back end of this this uh, Milwaukee bullpen. So, we'll see. Uh, it's a bummer they couldn't get. Uh, keep the game close last night because apparently Devin Williams was not available. So uh, he will be tonight and you do not want to face Devin Williams in a tie game or, or trailing by one. Uh, oh, you mean more. diet Devin sweet? Yes. Yes. The rich man's Devin sweet mm. as I call him. So uh, yeah. So let's get a lead, you know, let's hold it. And by the way, we haven't seen brash in a few days. So <laughs> either he's been demoted from his role or, they're working on some stuff and maybe we'll see it tonight, but I think Gilbert's mm-hmm. going to have a, a pretty good outing. The Mariners, the Mariners can score four runs tonight. I feel really good about their chances to win. I do too. Colin Ray has been pretty good though. Uh, he's mm-hmm. kind of rehabilitated himself. He was working over at, I think drive line, one of those places. Uh, and there were, he was posting some pretty good videos of himself during the off season. And uh, the Brewers were the ones that uh, ended up taking a shot on him and it's paid off. And then some for them so far in the early going, he's only made two starts, I think, but uh, it's been pretty good so far. So it's going to be tough, a uh, tough challenge for the Mariners offense tonight. Uh, hopefully the bats show up and hopefully uh, Logan has a feel for his secondaries. That's always going to be the thing for me. Every single start for, for Logan until he shows that he can consistently do it. So, 
All right. That's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well over at Locked On Mariners. That's one word, Locked On Mariners. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen. Catch us after tomorrow's game for another post-game edition of the Locked On Mariners podcast but for now have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you tomorrow peace